Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in once again. We're into the second week of Premier League matches, third round of Football League fixtures. We've got pretty much full fixture lists to look through um, through all four leagues this weekend. Plenty of action, plenty of things to bet on, uh, which we like. We'll start with a little quick recap of last week. So, so close with your bomb-proof travel, weren't we? Watch out, Bournemouth. Storm Tom Walker is fast approaching. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't believe it. Watch the game. Uh, we said it wouldn't be easy for Bournemouth, but still expected them to get the win. And it was flat all game, but you know you'd expect one 0 up at home with five minutes to go, and Sheffield United aren't really threatening that much that they'd see the game out. Mm. But Billy Sharp pops up with <laughs> with the worst goal. I know they all count, but my. Please at least smash it in the top corner from 30 yards. Oh, God. I was watching it. It was absolute bloody agony. That was agony. So annoying. So annoying. Just for a bit of perspective, um, in case you weren't aware, listeners, we had Bournemouth um, as one of the teams on Tom's bomb-proof treble last week. Uh, The other two teams, Plymouth and Fleetwood, both won. Bournemouth winning until, what, the 87th, 88th minute, uh, threw it away, lost a bomb-proof treble for us. And everyone listening, so, yeah, not in good books are the cherries. No, not one bit. No, we're, we're pretty uh, pretty frustrated with Bournemouth. But what are you going to do? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, this week we'll, we'll, you know, win a treble by scoring in the last five minutes or whatever. So maybe this week it will go for us. Swings and roundabouts and all that. So let's look at this week. Um, We're going to go through all the four leagues as we usually do, picking out our betting highlights from each one. We'll also look at the bomb-proof trebles from last weekend in a little bit more detail, give you this week's, and then we'll look at fantasy football. I've got to say, mate, before we start properly, I have had the worst fantasy football week uh, I think I've ever had. I can't tell Yay! how many teams we've got in our league. I'm currently 163rd, and I'm really worried that might be out of 163. <laughs> well, honestly, let's revisit that at the end of the show, but I already cannot wait to get my teeth into you for that. <laughs> cannot that wait. Was, yeah. We'll have a little quick 30-second segment for fantasy football this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, on to the Prem. Uh, the first game on Saturday uh, is Arsenal Burnley. Arsenal three to ten. Burnley seventeen to two. Draw nine to two. Both teams got a win on opening day. Is there anything you like the look of here? Arsenal on the nose are pretty short, um, but is there anything yeah. you see any value in for this game? Yeah, they are pretty short, aren't they? Impressive though, in in weird ways, aren't they against? Um against Newcastle. Probably a, a win, you know, they might not have had even even last season. Uh, I'd, I like Arsenal to win and both teams to score. Um, that combination is 15-8. to eight. Uh, I think Barnes, obviously, notching two on opening weekend. Uh, I think he scored 10 in his last 13 Premier League games. So that's not a bad uh, little run he's from, stretching back to last season. And uh, yeah, I think 
you know, Arsenal are favourites for a reason, but fancy Burnley to maybe nick a goal. Right, okay, I've got a price for you on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, twenty one twenty. Yeah, twenty one to twenty. Arsenal to win and under four goals in the match. Oh, okay. What was that again? Read out the price. Arsenal to win, yeah. under four goals in the match, 21 to 20. So a shade over evens, you're getting much better value than the 3 to 10 for Arsenal on the nose. I think especially early at this early stage in the season, um, I can't see Arsenal thumping them 4-0, 5-0. I don't think it's going to be an exciting tool draw. You know, I could just see a 2-0, a 2-1, maybe, maybe a 3-0 at a push, but... Under 3.5 goals for me uh, is something I can definitely see. So you're getting much more value out of that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like the sound of that. History backs it up. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely a uh, rewardable price as well, it has to be said. Uh, Let's have a look. Let's have a look at Brighton. Now, I don't think at any stage last season, including FA Cup ties and including... Carabao Cup or whatever else we that Brighton uh, played in. I don't think I'd tip them for victory once last year. Didn't fancy them. Any game, completely unexpected victory, I think it's fair to say, away at Watford on opening day, 3-0. Um, amazing result. Great start to the season. Playing against West Ham, who, you know, took a thumping from City. And there's no... Uh, there's no shame in that, I suppose. Uh, but you've got one team that started on, you know, a huge, apart, I'd say, I mean, obviously it's only the opening day, but apart from maybe Man City fans and Man United fans, I'd say Brighton were probably the happiest in the entire league about how their opening day went. So you've got that side of it and you've got a team that mm. got beat 5-1. West Ham traditionally, um, obviously it's a new season, but traditionally have been better on the road. Brighton, 7-5. to five. I think that's a really good price. Uh, last season, Brighton beat West Ham 1-0 at home and they drew 2-2 away. So that sways towards Brighton as well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly going to go and say that, that Brighton are going to win this game and carry that momentum on. Okay. Um, not for me. Not for me. I don't want to like dig you out here or anything like that, but you were Tim Brighton for relegation. After the opening game of the season, has that view completely changed? No, no. No, it hasn't changed, but I just think that they can ride this wave for a bit. I still think they're going to struggle as the season goes on, but we're talking about the here and now. Mm. So the here and now is that Brighton are on cloud nine. They got an unexpected 3-0 victory, arguably. You know, one of the, the most impressive, if not the most impressive performance and result of the weekend against a West Ham team that's just been knocked for five and and didn't show too much. Um, so I know it's against City and everything, but I, I'm riding the wave for the here and now. Long-term-wise, I still think they're going to struggle. Mm, okay, interesting. I, I wouldn't go near this one personally. Um, I don't think it's... Fair to judge West Ham, West Ham on last week's result against City. Uh, Brighton, I do agree, were very impressive. But um, I think West Ham are too much of an unknown quantity um, right now for me to, to oppose them. You know, 
I, I've, I fancy, fancy Brighton. I think they really impressed me. So at the Amex, first game for Graham Potter. For me, yeah. seven to five. Tom is not so sure. Okay. Uh, donut price of the week. Everton, four to six at home <laughs> to Watford. Oh, God. Four to six for an Everton. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, very good squad on paper, really. But um, they've had a torrid pre-season. Very flat and uninspiring against Palace last weekend. Uh, No, you wouldn't go near them at four to six against the Watford side, who they're not in great form themselves, to be honest. Um, As we said, they lost to Brighton 3-0 at home on opening day. Rubbish result. But they can produce a performance on any given day, can Watford. So... I won't go near Everton, what profit chasers. I don't have a tip for this game in particular, but just don't go for Everton at four to six. It's not worth the risk. Agreed. All the investment and still, for me, don't have a natural striker for, uh, that's of good enough quality. Uh, Richarlison, for me, is not a natural number nine. And uh, I, don't think, I, don't envisage, I don't envision him getting the, the 20, 15 goals a season that, you know, a, some, a striker in the Everton team would. So, agreed. Bogey, bogey price. Um, let's talk about uh, Aston Villa. Uh, I've actually got this one down as a bit of a banana skin. Uh, obviously, Tottenham Villa was the 5 o'clock kickoff, 5.30 kickoff. And um, everyone would have seen Villa, uh, you know, play really well and take the lead at Spurs and then, you know, lose it late on. And as I mentioned, Bournemouth, very, very poor um, for most of the game, incredibly flat. A lot of people will be looking at Villa, first game back in the Premier League, 13 to 10, raft the new signings. Um, I, I don't know how this Villa team is going to cope um, when the pressure's on them. So Spurs, they, nearly everything they had was on the break. And although you anticipate Bournemouth might have more of the ball, the onus is going to be on Spurs at home. Uh, the onus is going to be on Villa at home. And I feel like people might get sucked mm. into the fact that they were beating, beating Spurs at one stage. And I just think it's a bit early to be thinking that yeah. Villa are uh, going to be beating someone like Bournemouth at home. I don't know what you think. It's, I know it's a bit of a peculiar topic, but I just thought I'd share what my thoughts on that game. No, I completely agree where you're coming from. Bournemouth, very good, well-established side, more than capable of hitting Aston Villa on the break. Um, if Villa, like you say, the onus is on them to kind of take the initiative, um, especially in the first first game back at home. Um, yeah, I probably could go either way, but I could definitely see Bournemouth getting something out of this game. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other three o'clocks, is there anything that you fancy in particular? Liverpool are priced at two to five away to Southampton. And you've got Norwich, Newcastle. And then at 5.30 as well, you've got Man City, Spurs. That's a big one. It's a big one. And Man City, even though I do think they're going to win, home to Tottenham, one to three. One to three against a, a Premier League title rival. That's just crazy. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane prices, if you ask me. Um, one thing I would say is I do fancy Spurs to get a goal. Um, so I know, you know, I, I read this out quite a lot, uh, but I would go for either 
both teams to score, which is three to four, which I think is a, a very tasty price. Or what I think you can get as well, Man City to win, both teams to score is eight to five. Ultimately, I think Spurs will come up a little bit short. They uh, took a while to get going, didn't they, against uh, against yeah. Villa? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the eight to five. Uh, Man City to win. Uh, Sunday then, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Leicester. I don't fancy anything strongly in Sheffield United Palace. Do you? <laughs> nil nil. No, I don't know. Honestly. I'll take, Honestly. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> no. No, I, I ain't got a clue. Um, Honestly, I ain't got a clue. If anything, if anything, under 2.5 goals, I think I think it's going to be very low scoring. And uh, if you're interested in that, Profit Chasers, it is 8 to 15. So you're not going to be making too much off that. Wow, that's, that's stingy. That's stingy. Um, so I think Chelsea Leicester is a more interesting one. Chelsea at home, priced at three to four, draw five to two. Leicester, pretty big, fifteen to four, so just a shade under four to one. Um, do you reckon the Super Cup, which has been played on the Wednesday night, we're recording on the Wednesday, Chelsea have just lost on penalties to Liverpool. Do you think playing away in Istanbul in midweek for 120 minutes plus penalties and losing is going to have a bit of an effect? an effect on Chelsea, coupled with the 4-0 loss to Manchester United. Um, I don't want to get too into this whole media hype of Chelsea are in real, real trouble this season. Lampard's got major problems to to resolve. But I think no. I think this could be a tough game for Chelsea because Leicester are a very, very capable side with a very strong squad. You're looking at Leicester as one of the teams, along with Wolves and Everton, who could potentially overtake Chelsea if they do have a bad season um, and break into that established top six. Uh, so I fancy Leicester to get something from this game. I'm going to go for the double chance uh, Leicester or draw. The price for that is um, evens. Evens? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Tom. I'm I'm not getting sucked into the fact that you know um, Leicester are in uh, sorry Chelsea are in massive trouble. Lampard's got a huge problem. Blah blah blah. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I still fancy Chelsea to to challenge for the top four. Um, I've I saw enough at United to. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but I saw enough for me to to um, be yeah. positive. And yeah, I, I for me, Tom, I know what you're saying. I'm going to go from the mental side of things. So Chelsea, in the last week, I've got, they were unlucky against United, end up getting beat quite heavily. There's all the media pressure. Then yeah. they lose on penalties in the Super Cup. So it's not been the, the best start for them. And now they've got a game where the expectation's on them. And a top six, top four side needs to beat Leicester at home, who, as you said, are an outside chance for the top six this season. Uh, I agree with you. I think Leicester are going to make it difficult, uh, but I am going to go for Chelsea. I think three to four. I saw enough. I saw enough at Old Trafford. Lampard's okay. first game, good atmosphere. 
I feel like the Chelsea fans have been positive. It's the media that have been negative. Uh, they did not stop singing Lampard's name, even when they were four, three, four, whatever it was down at United. For me, they get the win, three to four, but it's going to be difficult. Okay, fair enough. We'll see uh, which way that one goes then. Finally, we've got the Monday night game, eight o'clock kickoff, Wolves against Man United. Um, I'm going to continue with the double chance theme, to be honest. I'm going to go for Wolves or draw on the double chance. That's priced at four to six for this game. Man United, I know, were very good against Chelsea. Um, I think 4-0 flattered them a bit. They were clinical, took their chances. I just look at Wolves' record against the top six last season. In the 12 games they played against the top six, they only lost three. That was one to Spurs, once to Liverpool and once to Man City. Last season, they beat Man United at home and they drew with Man United at Old Trafford. So, very, very respectable record against the established sides in the division. And I, I just think Molyneux is a very tough place to go. And I'm not getting sucked into everything's all rosy at Manchester United after that one 4-0 victory either. Um, this is a very tough game. And I think they're going to be brought back down to earth a little bit after the, uh, the high and the euphoria of beating Chelsea 4-0 on opening day. Yeah, agreed. Um, definitely, just like Chelsea. Chelsea, no need to panic. United aren't going to win the league. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone needs to yeah. you know, calm down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, f I think a draw is what I would tip as well. Um, both teams to score as well is something I would look at. United are going to have some really searing pace on the break. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have... You know, maybe Daniel James might start. If he doesn't, then, you know, it's just a small case of Rashford and Martial sprinting through your back <laughs> four. So United are going to get a goal and, and uh, Wolves as well. First game at home. They haven't lost, actually, in their last 12 home games in all competitions. Uh, both teams to score is 10 to 11. I think that's a lovely price. OK, yeah, I can definitely see that one coming in as well. Um, something like a one-all here, I, I could definitely see happening yeah perfect perfect 1-1 one, one. yeah okay we'll roll into the championship then shall we uh take your pick mate anything you like the look of from this lovely bunch of fixtures yeah yeah um for me my eyes are first drawn towards goals uh rather than rather than a uh rather than a, mm. a team to win uh, i think luton are going to be I think they're going to be quite difficult to beat at yep. home this season. I mean, they played a Middlesbrough side who were playoff contenders opening day. Could have lost 4-3, you know, uh, ended up drawing 3-all. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've been, you know, they've been competitive, haven't they? Um, beat Ipswich as well in the Carabao Cup, 3-1 uh, in midweek. Yeah. Only lost just by beating Cardiff. And they're playing West Brom at home. West Brom got a victory um, at uh, Forest um, on opening day 2-1. Drew to Millwall at home in the league. Lost to Millwall at home in the Carabao Cup. So it looked like West Brom had started off brilliantly with that victory away at Forest. But two defeats, even though one's in the cup against Millwall, strikes alarm bells for me. Um, I've got a couple of things, a couple of things that I'd read out here. Uh, Double chance, Luton or draw. So that's one to two. It's not 
overly enticing, but I can't see Luton getting beat here. Um, and both teams to score is something that I'm interested in as well. Uh, eight to thirteen. Uh, Luton, obviously, as I mentioned, scored three in their last last game out at Kenilworth Road, and West Brom haven't played yet. Where well, both sorry, Luton last time at home scored three, and both teams have not had a game yet where it hasn't been both teams to score. So that's my tip for that game. Okay. Yeah. Definitely see that one happening. I completely agree. West Brom alarm bells are ringing after those two Millwall games. Big time. Big time. Um, I like to look at Leeds away at Wigan. Leeds are priced at five to six. No surprise that I'm going to tip Leeds for the victory. Wigan started off well. They beat Cardiff on opening day. But since then, they lost successive games, got panned 3-0 by Preston last weekend, and then lost 1-0 to Stoke in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Leeds, on the, on the other hand, has started well, beat Bristol City 3-1 on opening day. Drew one all to Forest last weekend, but they were pretty lucky in that game, to be fair to them. Uh, should have comfortably been been out of sight before Forest got their equaliser. And then in the Carabao Cup, beat Stockford 3-0. So Leeds scoring plenty of goals already this season. Um, if they can make sure they take their chances when they get them, which they didn't do against Forest, they'll record a very comfortable victory against Wigan, who I do still expect to be amongst the bottom sides in this division, despite that opening day win against Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, Leeds, puff and puff against Forest, And uh, sorry, Leeds fans, but it was absolutely hilarious when Graben scrambled that one in. So, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, they've, been, they've been all right, haven't they, starting off. And uh, Wigan's a, Wigan, Wigan are a good, a good test, um, you know, a good opportunity, should I say, to, to get three points. So I agree. Um, in terms of away days, I'm going to loosely tip Derby County. Um, Derby, they started off with a great win away at Huddersfield, 2-1. Followed that up with an average nil-nil against the Swansea team that, you know, are, are, are capable. Uh, they beat Scunthorpe in the Carabao Cup and they're playing against a Stoke City side um, who lost on opening day 2-1 to QPR. Fans were calling it one of the worst performances in a decade. So that tells you what, that tells you the story there. Next game, lost 3-1 away at newly promoted Charlton. Did scrape a 1-0 win away at Wigan in the Carabao Cup. But they've actually played seven league home matches at home without winning. Um, Derby, obviously, coming to town, play quite attacking football. I feel like all the pressure is going to be on Stoke to get a victory and start turning it round because, you know, Nathan Jones has had a chance at a window and, you know, the fans are, you know, they should have, Challenge for automatic promotion last year, and they never did. And uh, I feel like the pressure's coming onto them a bit. Derby are priced at thirteen to five, which is a glorious price. Um, I know, I know, Derby haven't been, you know, the Lampard Derby that we knew of last year. But yeah, do you want to know something? I think will happen and a price. Nathan Jones to be the first manager to get sacked, fourteen to one. Fourteen to one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's he's had a torrid, hasn't he? He's he had a hard job. He had a hard job. I I will back him up there. It was a very tough job. But now, yeah. now he's had his window. And I'm sorry, 
Like, I don't necessarily agree with it. I feel like he should have a bit longer, but you know, clubs clubs spend a bit of money and you get some players in and some players out. All of a sudden, it they see it as your team yeah. and they expect you to pick up results. And Stoke right now find themselves second from bottom after two games and, you know, the fans are not happy. And Derby, put what a great opportunity to, to go to Stoke knowing the pressure's off you. And you can, as soon as that first goal goes in, crowd turn on them. Yeah, it's perfect. So Derby for me, 13 to 5, outsider of the weekend for me. Yep. Okay. Yes, yeah, it is a nice price. There's not too much else that I fancy strongly, to be honest, in the championship. Charlton at 3 to 1, we're talking about outsiders. They're away at Barnsley. You know, they've won both their league games this season. They're currently joint top of the championship. Who'd have thought that after two games? Um, they beat Stoke 3-1 last weekend, which you, I believe, correct pointed out as a potential upset. And they also beat Blackburn 2-1 on yep. opening day. So, you know, that's some decent form that they've uh, carried with them up from League One into the championship. Barnsley, on the other hand, um, very impressive against Fulham on opening day. Then they've kind of come back down to earth with a defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. And then they got they got panned 3-0 by Carlisle in the Carabao Cup. That's worrying. Uh, they've lost a lot of players, as we've mentioned before on this um, podcast, a lot of first-team key players as well. So I'm wondering if that is now starting to come back to bite them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Barnsley are going to turn up because I don't know about, about you and the rest of the country, but I watched that. Um, Barnsley-Fulham game and Barnsley were absolutely sensational. They were unbelievable. I, I honestly was so, so impressed by them. And then they followed that up with a defeat to Sheffield Wednesday and then that very concerning uh, defeat by Carlisle. Um, not sure what team they put out, but you know, still doesn't exactly bode confidence, does it? So uh, It's about half first team, half kind of back up yeah okay well to be honest it, it should still be enough and Charlton will be licking their lips great opportunity yeah. for them to uh, to uh, make it three out of three yeah absolutely um, anything else you fancy or shall we go on to League One now let's move on League One some big games it, between teams you think will be yes. at the top of League One come the end of the season we've got Sunderland Portsmouth and Peterborough Ipswich are the standout couple. Um, yeah. Phew, anything you'd like to look off from those? Big, big games. Jeez. I w- yeah, I wouldn't know where to go. I'm not going to lie to the profit chasers and pretend like I know what's going on here. Um, uh, the one thing that I would lean to in, um, in these games here would be Portsmouth. So, Sunderland, this is all kind of, this, this is, when we talk about Stoke and you talk about, you know, having a, a transfer window and, and having an opportunity mm. to, to turn it around and you got a big job, well, Jack yeah. Ross has had a season, right? A full season. Last year, they tailed off pretty dramatically uh, towards the end of the season, ended up with... No, um, no FA Trophy, no promotion into the playoffs, got knocked out. 
they didn't see, we mentioned this in our season preview, they didn't seem to light up the transfer window. And Portsmouth have quietly kind of, you know, been a little inconsistent. You know, they didn't get off to the best start, did they, losing away at, uh, at Shrewsbury. But they've had two back-to-back home games, Carabao Cup, 3-0 against uh, Birmingham and 2-0 against Tranmere. I know they're on the road again, but uh, same with Stoke. I think if Portsmouth get a goal, fans start turning. You know, I feel like it up in the northeast they're getting a bit sick of it um, under Ross. And yeah, Portsmouth, 11-5 to again. You know, it's, it's very, very tempting. Yeah, I just don't fancy Sunderland to win. I really don't. I don't know if Portsmouth will will have enough to win or whether it'll be a draw, but the problem with Sunderland, they seem to just, they draw too many. It's like Mansfield in League Two. You draw too many when you should win. You concede goals against teams you shouldn't be conceding goals against, really, if you're serious about automatic promotion. I feel like they're always susceptible to, to conceding Sunderland, and it's not a characteristic you want if you are chasing automatic promotion especially in a competitive division like this. Yeah, yeah. And there's and there's a, you know, there's, according to Twitter, fan polls, um, and any kind of blogs or articles you read, there's a bit of a running joke at the moment that Sunderland are going to draw 1-1 in every single game. <laughs> and, yeah, it, and that re- you just reiterated the point. So, for me, a loose tip would be uh, Portsmouth away. 11 to 5. Um, maybe the double chance might be a better better bet if you're looking for that little safety cushion. Draw or Portsmouth is 4 to 7. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go against a little bit of form for this next one that I'm going to throw out there. I like the look of Oxford away at Blackpool. And I know if you look at the league table now, Blackpool top of the league, won 2 out of 2, done very well. Um, however, I would say I'll caveat that by saying those two wins are against Southend and Bristol Rovers. So they're not exactly beating the creme de la creme of League One with all due respect to those two teams uh, involved. They also lost to Macclesfield in the Carabao Cup in midweek. So that's concerning. Um, Oxford, on the other hand, they've drawn away at Sunderland and they've beaten Peterborough in the league and in the Carabao Cup. So they're two of the top sides in League One that they've not lost against in the first three games. That, to me, is more impressive than what Blackpool have done, which is why I'm leaning towards Oxford. And they're priced at 5-2. to two. I think that is like huge. That is huge. Oxford have got a really good squad this season. I think they're probably going to be, along with Fleetwood, two of the sides that really surprise people this season. Yeah, and do you know what? Uh, credit to you, because you've really dug there, and you and you've shown that there's there's more there's more to it in there than meets the eye. Yeah, there's a bit more bit more to this. And when you have a look, as you say, I'm very pro Blackpool. I think you know they're gonna they're gonna be top four, top eight. I'd say top nine. Uh, for me, I, I feel like they've got a, a great opportunity this year to to go on and and do something but yeah they they haven't proven themselves against the uh, best teams it is clear clear there yeah for sure there's one more actually that i'd like to tip uh let's talk about coventry 
So Coventry have made a, a bright start. Uh, they're in eighth right now. They're unbeaten in the league. They've played two, won one, and drew one. They are playing against a Bristol Rovers side who have struggled a little bit so far. Uh, they have lost, uh, sorry, they have drawn and lost their opening two games. So I'm looking at the home side. The Sky Blues are 11 to 10. In all competitions, they haven't lost in their last seven games. And they haven't lost in their last five competitive home matches. I know uh, Coventry uh, are not exactly playing their games in Coventry anymore. Um, I just think that, you know, the advantage of Bristol Rovers not being in their home stadium is something that uh, Coventry can capitalise on. Not good travellers are the Pirates. Uh, right, that's it for me for League One. So shall we move on to League Two? Yeah, absolutely. Take it away. I'll tell you what, this is, a, this is a tough old league at the moment to predict, isn't it? League Two. It really is. Mate, I've I no clue like... what's happening in this fucking no, league. No, I feel like every week at the moment we're kind of shortchanging people who either support League Two clubs or come listening for really in-depth good League Two tips, but they're in short supply, to be honest. Things that we're really confident in. Because yeah. The teams at this stage of the season are just proving so unpredictable. Uh, teams like Bradford, who you'd expect to be up there, not not won crap. yet, crap. Mansfield, drawn five games in a row, <laughs> um, crap. Mafia. Yeah, absolute yeah. mafia club, Mansfield. Who else would you expect to be up there? You know, Plymouth are probably the strongest looking team, but they've got a tough game this weekend. They're away at Newport County. Um, Scunthorpe recently relegated again absolute crap absolute dog yeah, shit they're even worse than yeah. the, the rest that we listed they're bottom not even drawn a game yet currently conceded six in the first two games it's woeful absolutely woeful I do like the look of Forest Green uh, they're at home to Grimsby they are a much better team at the new lawn than away generally um, they beat Oldham on opening day and then they drew away at Walsall, you know, recently relegated Walsall. Then they also won on penalties after a 0-0 full-time draw away at Charlton in the Carabao Cup in midweek. So that's a very creditable win there. They should have too much for Grimsby, generally in terms of the quality of the squads, uh, despite Grimsby's pretty decent start to the season themselves. Forest Green are 10-11 for the win. I think they'll get it. I don't think it's going to be a route or anything like that, but I think it should be a steady, comfortable kind of 2-0 for, for Forest Green if I had to put a score on it. Yeah, absolutely. And Forest Green, as we've mentioned many times before, uh, sides that you know we fancy, don't uh, a side that we fancy to to be up there. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the vegans should get the victory there. Um, let's talk about a game that I think is going to have goals in it, and that's Newport County and Plymouth Argyle. So these two have started off hitting the back of the net and, you know, uh, conceding as well for um, for Newport. Opening day, they drew 2-2 to Mansfield. Uh, they did draw 0-0 with Cambridge, but they followed that up uh, with a 4-1 win away at Gillingham in the Carabao Cup. So very, very impressive there. 
Uh, Plymouth have yet to concede. And they have scored four in their two league games. I do think you're going to get over 2.5. And that's priced at 11 to 10. And I think that's a really, really good price. Uh, who knows what Wilfred Boney has been teaching the uh, Newport strikers whilst he's been training with them. <laughs> who knows what they've picked up. But uh, yeah, for me, over 2.5, 11 to 10. Yep. Yeah, that's a good shout to me as well. A bit of an outside price for this final one from me. Carlisle against Mansfield. We've spoken about how disappointing and crap Mansfield have been so far this season. Um, in their three games so far, League and Cup, they've drawn 2-2, 2-2 and 2-2. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of goals scored and conceded already. Uh, Carlisle, who they're playing, have beaten Crawley, lost 3-2 to Swindon and beat Barnsley 3-0. So they've been scoring plenty of goals, but also they've conceded a few as well. In the heads-to-heads between the two sides, at Carlisle, the most recent four have been 3-2, 1-1, 3-2 and 5-2. So again, I just see goals everywhere here. Absolutely goals everywhere. Both teams to score is 8-11, to which looks good anyway. But over 3.5 goals is 12-5. You know, this has happened a lot in in every Mansfield game so far this season, in one of Carlisle's games this season, and in three of the last four head-to-heads at Carlisle between the two sides. So, you know, it's a bit of an outside high price, but the stats are there. The stats are there, mate. The stats are there indeed. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I didn't really, I didn't really realise how many goals had been involved there. Honestly, yeah, I really didn't realise. But yeah, fair play, fair play, good, good, solid little tip there. I think, I think you found a found a little gem for the profit chasers. To be honest, good for you, good for you. What a nice lad. <laughs> yeah, good for you, mate. All right, um, for me, you know, I'm I'm finding League Two a little tough. I don't want to just read out, you know, I don't want to just read out tips just to fill the show. Uh, We always say we like to do quality over quantity, uh, just like the championship. There weren't as many tips in that league as as before, and uh, it was a tough tough week, isn't it? Okay, that's it then. So we'll move on to the next part of the show, and we'll recap last week's bomb-proof troubles. Okay, so my trouble was... It wasn't good at all, to be honest. Let's not shy away from that. Um, I had Leeds to score two or more goals in the game against Nottingham Forest. They should have done, uh, but they drew one all. He also had Oxford and Peterborough to be both teams to score, and the home side won 1-0. And finally, West Brom to beat Millwall. Uh, it ended up one all after the baggies leading up until about the 70-odd minute. Yeah, not the best. Not the best. No, but, not, at all. not at all. No. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's talk about my treble then. I had Plymouth Argyle to beat Colchester United at home, and they did so. They won 1-0. He also had Fleetwood to beat AFC Wimbledon, and they did 2-1. However, as mentioned, Billy Sharp popped up 85th minute to scupper the bomb-proof treble. We had Bournemouth. 
And unfortunately, they drew 1-1, costing us the bomb-proof treble. Yeah, very, Dev- very annoying. Devastating, unlucky. Um, not how I wanted to start the season. But, uh, yeah, you know, well, you're looking in the right places. You're definitely looking at picking in the right places. I think that's what that tells us. We're just a bit unfortunate on the day. Um, and like you said earlier, maybe this week the goals will go for us rather than against us. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just to kind of read out the, the results of the joint in case anyone had the joint treble, uh, we had Fleetwood on that that won. West Brom drew and unfortunately Bournemouth drew. So just the one from three there. Um, if you are new to the show and you're wondering what the Bombproof treble section is all about, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our tips, um, all of our research, general good feeling, into a treble that we believe you should be backing at the weekend. Uh, we back our own bets. Uh, we normally use, uh, sorry, we normally place a £10 stake, but we only recommend you putting on what you can afford to lose. Uh, hopefully, we read out some good tips, everyone wins, and we all bash the bookies together. So, as for this week, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite bullish and tell you that I'm gonna go first this week because I ain't gone first yet. <laughs> no, go for it. I was gonna say you should go first this week anyway, so that's fine. Okay, so for myself, I am gonna start Luton West Brom, both teams to score. You can get that at eight to thirteen. We're also gonna go for Derby double chance away at Stoke. That's four to six. And we're also going to go for Man City to win and both teams to score, which is priced at eight to five. And £10 on returns 70 exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do like that. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. No. You don't sound I'm just processing it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's that sounds good to me. You know, we know Man City should beat Spurs, and there's every chance Spurs will get a goal. Luton and West Brom, you've explained earlier in the show why you think that'll be both teams to score. Probably double chance, yeah. They're playing Stoke, Stoke is shit. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the uh <laughs> Thanks for the confidence boost on that one. the endorsement of that, that treble there. <laughs> Gee, my God. I was expecting you, oh, yeah, love it. That's going to be a banker. Let's jump on it. Never mind. Now I know your true feelings. <laughs> right. Um, my treble my is Lee's to win away at Wigan, priced at five to six. Um, Oxford to either draw or win away at Blackpool, that's four to six. And Carlisle Mansfield to be both teams to score, that's eight to 11. So a bit of a mixed treble. It pays £52.77p off a £10 stake. And so you're looking at about 26 quid off a fiver. I think that's got chances. It's got legs. It's got legs on it. You've got arguably the best team in the championship. Uh, away at Wigan, Oxford, very impressive. Yeah, um, yeah, they have an assignment against a bit of a bit of a, a phantom team, maybe bit of a uh, wool over the eyes. 
kind of kind of thing in uh, Blackpool. And then you got Carlisle Mansfield, who, as you read out earlier, uh, have entertained some goals this season, to say the least. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Exactly. See, that's how you back up your mate. All right, so <laughs> let's have a look at the joint treble. So, Tom, let's put our our minds together and let's get a joint yeah. treble going. So, what's your strongest? What What do you reckon? Which Which out of mine? Uh, Leeds. Yeah. So let's whack Leeds on. I'm going to say my strongest is probably Luton and West Brom. Both teams to score. Do you like that one? Yep. <laughs> another, another convincing pause. I had, uh, what was the price again for Derby double chance? Derby double chance is four to six. Would you rather that one? I would say we go with that double chance and Oxford double chance, both four to six. Oh, so we got a double double chance. Got a double double chance, and then Leeds. <laughs> and Leeds, <laughs> and Leeds. Okay, okay. So just to confirm, profit chases the joint treble this week. We're going to go for Leeds United away at Wigan. We're going to go for. Derby, double chance in their away game um, with Stoke City. And we're going to go for Oxford on the double chance too. Uh, They are away at Blackpool. And just to reiterate for anyone that is new to the term, double chance means your team can either win or draw. Uh, So the draw is covered. Tom, how much does it pay? 50 quid. 50 quid. Perfect. Perfect. Lots of profit in there for the profit chasers. So fingers crossed we can bash the bookies together. Now, I can't wait any longer. Let's talk fantasy football. Yeah. I I, I cannot wait. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that. (laughs) I cannot wait. So whilst you're waiting for page 50 to load, I'm going to just go through and have a look at some of the lads at the top. So we've got Dave Lode with Geordie Zebras top. He got 106 points, uh, largely from having Salah, Sterling, Kane. Has he afforded all this? Salah, Sterling, Kane, Van Dyke. He could. Bloody hell. Ah, okay. He's gone for people. Yeah, he's gone for people like Joe Lundstrom and Danny Ings in support. But anyway, who am I to to criticise? He's top 106 points. And we've got Charlie Conran, Mark Lunn, Chris Hindle's there again in fourth, the reigning champion. He's just got the knack for it, hasn't he? Yeah, by the way, Chris, I, I like the star next to the name, you know, signifying that's one league win in the bag. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, then we've got Kevin Galvin, Mark Walsh, Tristan Hall, uh, Darren Venn, Tom Arnold. Blah blah blah. Not much of not much is separating the sides, obviously. Um, Tom, do you want to take over this bit and tell us about how your week went, how many teams are in the league, and whereabouts you're located in that league? My week was absolutely shocking. I don't think it could have been any worse. Um, I was a victim of Mane being dropped. I was a victim of Pep Roulette. I was a victim of teams losing their clean sheet because they conceded goals against teams they shouldn't have conceded goals against. Liverpool, I'm looking at you. Um, 
I have three. I don't know why I did this. I have three West Ham players in the team. <laughs> Obviously, they got beat five nil by Man City. Oh, it's just a joke. It's just a nightmare. An absolute bloodbath from start to finish, from goalkeeper to last substitute. They're all absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know how many teams are in this league because there seems to be something wrong with the fantasy football league website. I can't see exactly how many are in the league. I'm 163rd. It's probably bottom. It is probably bottom, to be honest. I finished 12th, I finished 12th. <laughs> do you want do you want to know what the funniest thing about this is? I'm sat here absolutely pissing myself with laughter. I'm I'm 136. So <laughs> it's it's not it's not like I'm sat cushy in the top 20. I'm 136. So yeah, not a good start for the uh, uh the treble boys. I just I don't know. I, I forgot about captain I'm happy with how my team did, but I forgot about captain. So I had Vardy as captain, which, you know, is, isn't too bad. But when you consider most people had Sterling or Kane or Salah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's quite a difference. In fact, Vardy got me four points. So rather than 40 that mm-hmm. Sterling got some people. So that's my own fault. No excuses. We go again. Um, Do you know what? I've just been punished. I've been punished, right, for one, pr- prioritising defence or putting money in defence over attack. So I've got some of the the um, the most expensive defenders and some of the less expensive forwards. Um, and I've also been punished for trying to be different. I didn't want to just be boring and go with Sterling, Salah, Kane. It's so boring. I know, but that's how you win. Where's the fun at? Let's. I want to really kind of, you know, be my own man. And you want to break the wheel, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I went for some different <laughs> players. <laughs> the yeah, never bottom. yeah, I know. I can't wait to see your team. Your team in four weeks. Van Dyke, Sterling, yeah. Kane. Um, it's going to have all, all the usual yeah, I'll jump on. I'll jump right on that bandwagon. I'll play my wild card next week if this weekend doesn't go well. <laughs> next week <laughs> okay guys if you want to join the fantasy football league um yeah feel free to do so tom always puts the league code in the podca- podcast description bit of a tongue twister if you want it from us directly uh, you can get at us on social media twitter t underscore fb podcast facebook facebook.com slash Football betting podcast, or you can email us, uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you've already got a team, you go in at your rightful place. So above me and Tom, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do join, guys. Um, as Tom said, £20 free bet for the winner come the end of the season. Um, anything else? Social? Done it, mate. Done it. It's your bit to beg for uh, reviews, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have enjoyed the show, <laughs> we'd really appreciate it if you could uh, go on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show and leave a quick rating and even a review. Um, that would really kind of help us out, get more listeners, grow the podcast even more, and, uh, yeah, just be a little bit of a thank you for, uh, for our time. Yeah, 
good for feedback as well. So, yeah, yeah, we would really appreciate that. But I think that wraps up week three of the uh, Football Betting Podcast in the 1920 season. Crazy. Yeah. Week three already. Going quick. Going quick. Thanks to everyone who has listened. You know, we're smashing the listens, doing better than we've ever done um, week on week. So, yeah, loving it. Hope you are also loving it. And we hope to see you again next week with some winning bets on Bombproof Travels. Thank you very much and take care.